Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your Thursday. I'm hanging out up here at Wasatch Front Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden. It's one of the two sites for the Katrubas Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale. 0% APR for 72 months on newer used cars, plus six months payment. They'll make your payments for six months. It's an incredible deal. Take advantage of it here. It's 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden or in Layton at 1234 North Main Street. Great time uh, to purchase a vehicle, Gordon. And, uh, you know, you're a car dude, Gordon. Uh, you're, you're always sniffing out a good deal. Uh, now you got to love that 0% uh, for 72 months plus six months payments. Pretty good deal. Yeah, that sounds really good. That's about as good as you're ever going to see. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it's cool that they're doing this tent event. They're, they're going to great lengths to make sure everything's safe and everybody's distanced and sanitizing the cars. And it's, it's just really a great setup that they've got here at this location and uh, I have not yet been to the Layton location yet, Gordon, but I imagine it's the same. Brandon was telling us nine separate tents set up, so, I mean, you're certainly not going to be crowded. And uh, right now it's particularly nice to be outside, actually. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, you got sunshine, you got uh, blue sky, you got uh, lots of cars to choose from. You survived the rain yesterday. You were worried. Uh yeah, so I really wasn't worried, but you I made it you through. Know, made glad. it through. We powered through that, and uh, we need a little rain now and again, do we not? Uh, we do. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. Sam has uh, been uh, part of the breaking news uh, surrounding this Orlando uh, as the site for the rest of whatever that may be the NBA season. And you know, Gordon, it. I wonder what it's going to look like. Do you think we're going to get playoff only, or do you think they're going to try and bring back all the teams? Because I keep hearing everybody say, ah, just go to the playoffs, and I don't think that's what they're going to do. Well, we keep bringing up that they have to get 70 games in, right? To get that regional TV money, which would be a a big chunk of dough. I think that's what they're going to do. In fact, we can – let's ask Sam about all of this. Let's get to your daily assist. Hit it, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by your friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for The Athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon to you. Uh, thanks for coming on. I uh, want to ask you, uh, lots to ask you about, actually, but let's start with uh, a story you've been on the front lines reporting. It looks like uh, you're headed for uh, sunny Florida, right? Yeah, most likely. I mean, Orlando is definitely the front runner in this thing. Um, seems to be on track to get the bid. Uh, you know, as of yesterday and today, certainly the uh, information coming our way is that they seem to be honing in on a, uh, a one-city format as opposed to splitting it up. But also, I mean, it's, you know, these, these conversations 
are fascinating from the standpoint of, of all the different voices uh, in you know kind of in Adam Silver's ears, the players, the owners, the coaches, the agents, all of the above. So um, yeah, it, it does appear that the league's preference for sure is to do Orlando. It's a more controlled environment. It's private property where you can create, you know, kind of a, a medical bubble without having it necessarily feel like a medical bubble and maybe let people have a little bit of freedom without risking their health. So, you know, a lot for the league to uh, to get through here, but that's certainly the direction it seems to be going. So, Sam, other than what you just mentioned there, what is what is evolving here that is making it possible at last to, to, to see uh, a light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, I mean, for one, um, you know, the players themselves, I believe this is accurate, you know, they are healthy, that there has not been any sort of outbreak in the player community and the coaching community. Then if you look at Orlando specifically, um, it's technically speaking, it's right outside of Orange County, um, not, I mean, Disney World is. Orlando's in Orange County. But the numbers in terms of the coronavirus in that part of the country, even though Florida has been pretty hard hit, that part of the country has been very mild. And I think, you know, mild enough that that matters to the NBA. Now they have had to, and I think are continuing to try to get answers when it comes to testing and make it, you know, I, I think they have high confidence they get the number of tests that they need. But, but the turnaround on having those tests processed um, is something they've continued to work through. The hotel situation is a little bit tricky. Uh, and honestly, the people who have been pushing for Vegas, I think, have an edge on the hotel front because you have more equity when it comes to quality of hotel in Vegas for these you know, multimillionaire pro athletes than you do in Orlando where there's more discrepancy between hotels. So um, I, I think, honestly, just my opinion, guys, is it's two things. It's the... Uh, the optics of trying to save the season in Orlando, a place that is known for wholesomeness and wide open spaces far more than, a, than you know, let's just be real, like a place that's nicknamed Sin City in Vegas where the optics are different. And so that matters. And then also, the, the you know, the NBA has got a partnership with Disney. They own ESPN, one of the main media partners. And I think that synergy and some of that infrastructure comes into play here, too. Sam, do we are we any closer to knowing what it's going to look like? Regular season games, everybody coming back, just playoffs. Do we know any of this yet? No. Um, continue to hear, you know, some scenarios that, that involve something in addition to the playoffs. Now, is that a certain number of regular season games? Is that a, a play-in tournament, which honestly I think would be pretty spectacular, potentially, uh, and, and maybe as a way to – incentivize those teams at the bottom that don't really want to get on a plane and go take part, you know, mainly like the Warriors. Um, that's that's where I don't know where this is going to land. I mean, I, you know, one idea today that has been pushed that I think would be fascinating just to give you a sense of it, and, and you know, the disclaimer here is that there's probably 72 different proposals on Adam Silver's desk. But, um, you know, if you had like the top seven in each conference you know, are, are getting first round buys. And then you have the bottom 16 teams are doing a play in tournament in March Madness style. And so maybe you have the Warriors play in the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, or actually it'd be, yeah, that'd be right. Cause Memphis is eight, you know, and, and, and then have everything be on the line. Now those teams might hate it because you worked all year to get that eight spot and it could be gone in the blink of an eye. So 
maybe that doesn't ultimately end up happening. But those are the kinds of creative ideas that are kicking around. And, and they're trying to get the extra cash that comes with the regional sports networks, too. If, if you get your team to 70 re, uh, regional sports network games, you get you know a, a whole lot more revenue than you would have otherwise. But personally, I think that threshold is going to be too hard to reach for a lot of teams. Uh, they, they still have a little bit of a ways to go because of national TV games. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm giving you guys a lot to chew on here, but that – kind of emblematic of what's happening here. There's just a, a ton of elements here. So, Sam, four months from now, five months, six months, two years, three years, how, when we look back at this potential postseason or this scenario of the finishing of the season, what are we going to make of it? Why are we going to – are we going to put this in a separate category? Are we going to say, yeah, that team was uh, NBA champions. They are just like every other team. No, I think it'll be, you know, there's going to be an asterisk. Um, it's funny because, like, off air, Austin just mentioned that story I just wrote about the 25 most dominant teams of all time. And, you know, I chose to include the uh, the 98-99 Spurs. You know, they they uh, only played a 50-game season, but they were 37-13, and 15-2 and two in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I just I didn't have it in me to say, oh, that doesn't count. So, you know, I, I think whoever gets the championship – you know, like, like you'll hear players and coaches say, like, I don't care how I got it. Like, it's hard to get, and it's it's extremely hard. And so, um, that being said, with the fans and maybe with some media, it's always going to be looked at a little bit differently. And certainly, if you have something really outside the box, like a play-in tournament, because, you know, let's say that, uh, uh, you know, that, that something crazy happens in there that, that just might not have otherwise been even possible if they kept it conventional, then that could change the way people look at it. But um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, too. On the money side, they are doing everything they can, bending over backwards, to not lose what ultimately could be in the $2 billion range. I mean, $900 million in, in national TV money. Uh, if they don't have the playoffs, um, there's just a ton of stake financially. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Talking about uh, the, the Utah Jazz, we found out this week that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is going to have surgery, on, or did have, I should say, surgery on his wrist and is going to miss the remainder of the season, whatever it may look like. How, uh, I, I guess, how badly does that hurt the Jazz chances of, of competing? No, it hurts for sure. Uh, I mean, if you want to put like a glass is half full spin on it, there is part of me that says that, you know, when when they went into the year, I really, really, really liked their mix. And and admittedly, I, I, I think, you know, I did not anticipate the kinds of chemistry struggles that they ultimately had with Mike Conley trying to find his way and whatnot. I wonder with this, you know, I don't know, like if, if you're losing that kind of scoring, does that kind of put somebody like Mike into uh, a, a good kind of corner, meaning he's got to find a way to, to channel that, you know, that, be that guy that he was before in Memphis from a scoring standpoint. And even Donovan. Donovan was trying to get to know Mike Conley, fit with Boyan, and, you know, feed Rudy, you know, and then, and then find Joe on the wings whenever he was available. And that's just a lot to get through for a guy who I do think is a good playmaker, but, uh, you know, that's you put it in kind of quarterback parlance. That's that's asking a guy to make the third and fourth read, uh, and it's an abundance of talent that, that I do think we saw came with some chemistry issues. So 
I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like who knows? Maybe it becomes one of those kind of roster things that happens where they end up finding, you know, figuring it out. Uh, but but at face value, it's a really tough loss because they have struggled to have enough scores on the floor for years now, and him being part of the program obviously was supposed to help with that. Along with that team chemistry thing, Sam, uh, and maybe we've mentioned this to you before, but I'm I'm always curious to see how it's going to work out when a team when a season gets interrupted like this. Who has the advantage? A team that just has superior athletes, or a team that depends on a really smooth uh, kind of uh, operating system? And and I, I wonder if that's going to put certain teams at a disadvantage uh, in Orlando if this is where uh, it all happened. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I mean, for one, you mentioned the talent and the athleticism. Within that, I would say, uh, you know, what kind of shape is everybody going to be in and, and who's winning that war, so to speak. You know, Doc Rivers, the Clippers coach, has coined this phrase of, of winning the weight. That's what he's telling his guys about the suspension of the season. You need to win this waiting period, which means get up and do your work in the morning, stay off the tortilla chips, stay off the couch, um, put yourself in a good position to be up and running. And, and then you see, like, and it's just social media stuff, but, like, you know, these players will occasionally flex on social media with their workouts. You know, Russell Westbrook doing some incredible stuff uh, on, I'm assuming, the L.A. beaches. I think he's in L.A. Um, you know, on the beach. Or Jimmy Butler in his personal gym just going crazy and, and making it at least appear that they are really putting the work in, that stuff is going to show itself when we get back. Now, granted, they're going to have a training camp, and so maybe there's, you know, it all kind of comes out of the wash because of that after a couple weeks of these teams being back together. But um, from an athletic sports standpoint, that is going to be very fascinating to watch because we've never seen, we've seen lockouts that come to an end, but. This kind of a run-up is, I still, I think, unique. Uh, and then, you know, also just the fact that, you know, it, a lockout's one thing, but you could go run with anybody you wanted in the closest gym. These guys, a lot of them, the young guys, have been stuck in apartments, maybe didn't have a hoop. You know, you got guys who are known as shooters talking about how they went five weeks without picking up a ball. Uh, you know, that's the part that's definitely unprecedented. And, I, you know, we'll see what the ripple effect is when they actually get back out on the court. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Sam, in in Major League Baseball, it appears that there's going to be some bumps in the road over finances, right, with the the revenue split. And I I know that the NBA and and their structure is is different and they'd be different issues. But does it appear like financially the players in the the league are on the same page? Yeah, it does. Uh, You know, I have not heard anything otherwise that – you know, it seems like it's fairly cut and dried. I mean, for now, you've got the players obviously started missing checks, and you've got a lot of incentive to uh, to, to get back out there. But it's just a different landscape. But uh, the thing I would highlight is that the trust level between Adam Silver and the player community in the NBA is vastly different than baseball. You know, and, and Rob Manfred, it's just trust is not the same. Um, the lack of a salary cap. In baseball, you know, and I get it, you know, but has their players um, extremely concerned with the ripple effect of agreeing to any sort of salary cap type structure now 
And so they are focused on the long term, the big picture, and protecting what they have been able to kind of preserve now and in the past. Um, basketball is just structured differently, and you combine that, you know, with the trust itself and the fact that they, they don't wake up in the morning thinking that Adam Silver is is trying to screw them over, so to speak. Then, you know, you're seeing how these solutions are starting to come. So, Sam, for those who didn't see your piece uh, about the most dominant uh, championship teams, who do you have as the most dominant? The 95-96 Bulls, the, uh, not not real surprising. It's uh, the 72-10 and 10 Bulls. I think there were 15. I don't have it in front of me, but I think 15-3 and three in the playoffs. Um, you know, it was, it was a fun project, but honestly taxing in, in terms of really trying to do the research. And, and, you know, and you can relate, Gordon, on the writing side, like making sure that I didn't forget about any really, really relevant subplots, you know, like uh-huh. – um, to give you one example, I almost had a really bad gaffe. The 88-89 Pistons were higher on my list than they should have been. They won 15-2 and in the playoffs. They won maybe 67 games in the regular season. And I was giving them all kinds of love. And then near the end of the process, I stumbled on the fact that I had forgotten, because I was a little guy at the time, I had forgotten that when they swept the Lakers in the finals, Magic got hurt in game two. And there was no Byron Scott, which I know that sounds like, you know, you're, you're kind of nitpicking. But in this type of a list, you know, like that's those are the types of things that, that might bump you up or down a couple of spots. And so, you know, okay, the, you swept the Lakers team, but it wasn't really the Lakers team. And so let's move you on the list a little bit. But it was fun. I mean, the Bulls were a pretty easy choice. I, I gave a lot of credence to playoff dominance, um, you know, but even the statistical stuff. They, they came out better than anybody. It's net rating certainly paid a lot of attention to, you know, margin of victory, uh, things like that. And, and so, you know, it was an unofficial formula, too, where sustained success, uh, you know, would get you up the list. So the 97-98 Bulls, for example, weren't as dominant as some of the previous Bulls teams. But by the time you get to that point and, you know, you're winning six titles in the span of, of seven years, you know, with Michael being gone in between, I guess eight years, um, then, you know, then you get some love for that. But if nothing else, it was a reminder of some obviously incredible teams in the history of this game and, and a lot of incredible players that were part of it. Sam, you are the best. Truly a highlight of the week. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you, Sam. Sam Amick from The Athletic, uh, your daily assist right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What do you think, Gordon? Uh, you get the most dominant team right? Beats the heck out of me, man. I, the more I think about those things, uh, uh, the, the, the less certain I am about stating it as an absolute. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, those teams he had at the top are, are really, really good teams. What's the best sure. team? You, what's the best team you ever saw play, Jake? Just judging it according to what you saw with your own eyes. Best team ever. Let's see. I'm talking the, about NBA. Uh, Through okay, your so, own eyes, Jake. So the, the yeah. 1999 uh, Michael Vick led Virginia Tech Hokies are out then. <laughs> uh, I'm talking let's about see. the NBA. Yeah, come the on. The NBA, the best team. I'm. It, It'd be tough for me to argue against the against that Bulls team. Um, 
you know, some of these Golden State teams have been really yeah. dominant. I mean, because, yeah. you know, was it ever a foregone conclusion that the Bulls were going to win the title like it has been with the Warriors over the past several years? Uh, well, I guess it depends on who you talk to. I mean, isn't that kind of the definition of dominance when other teams are making plans down the road because they know they could never beat you? Well, if you're supposed to single out uh, uh, the most dominant team, do you also have to measure the level of competition? I think so. Don't you? Were the teams back in the 80s better than the teams of the 90s, better than the teams now? Uh, it's it's tough. It, it's really hard to, uh, to, 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 to weigh all that. It is. And, uh, you know, you, you look at how the salary cap uh, has affected the, the spreading out of players. You know, maybe some of those older teams were more dominant because you could have more of, a, um, you know, more of the best players in the league on one team. Right? I mean, that's the only reason the 80s uh, Lakers were any good. Would you agree with Sam that uh, that <laughs> some of those not even going to react no. to that? No, that some of that some of the Spurs teams uh, were uh, some of the most dominant because of the way they played together. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. that's. I mean, that's such a subjective question. Although it it sounds like Sam really put a tremendous amount of thought into his list. That's L A K E R S. I I'll I'll throw. The, I'll throw the 85-86 Celtics team in there. Some of those Laker teams of the 80s were just fantastic. Um, uh, I agree with you that you could throw uh, a Warrior team or two in there. Uh, Would you put any of LeBron's teams in there? I was just thinking about that. Any of those Heat teams? Nah. Uh, hmm. They lost know. to the I... Mavericks. How dominant... Are you if you lose to the Mavericks? I'm not putting any of the Piston teams up there. Well, it, there was some bitterness in your voice there. No, I I didn't like the way they played basketball so much, but uh, I'm trying what to about be the, the What about the Michael Adams-led Washington Bullets? I know they didn't win a, ti- a title, Gordon, but they were still really good. What about the Alex English Nuggets teams? I, I prefer the uh, I, I prefer the West Unseld Baltimore Bullet teams. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, all right, man. It, it's really we all do it. We all compile these lists, but when you think about it, it really is kind of silly. All right, it is the big show. We'll have more coming up next. Big thanks to Sam for dropping by. I'm hanging out here at Wasatch Front Kia Kia Kia, 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden. One of two locations for the Contrubus Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale event. The other being 1234 North Main in Layton going on today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday. Our good friend Brandon joins us once again. And Brandon... You guys have basically a sea of cars here, and this is just one location. Yep, that's absolutely right. Got a ton of cars down here for you guys to come pick up, pick from. Like you said, there's 0% available. There's no payments for up to six months. And that's on their new stuff. We got a ton of used cars down there. Rates are going down if you've been paying attention, so you can get a great interest rate on a used car as well. I know it's a unique time, and this is unique for everybody, but it's a great time to buy a new or, or used car for that matter, but it's a great time to make that purchase. You're absolutely right. And over the last two months, what we've been doing is buying every car we can. 
what that has done is it makes it so you can buy the car at a better price because we bought it lower when the market was down and now it's available for you for thousands and thousands less than all of our competitors out there there's a reason that the the Katrubuses have been doing this well for a while yeah we've been been in business for about 50 years um going strong and must have learned a lesson or two along, along the way earned yeah bumps and bruises yes we definitely <laughs> learned a few uh you know but that's where, how we got where we are and you know and we, we take care of our customers. Um, they're our number one priority. We are not here without them, so we appreciate them, and we want to make sure, one, we're taking care of them with the social distancing, and we're going to take care of them as far as if they want a newer used car on pricing or on interest or no payments for up to six months. And, you know, community has been a big deal uh, to you guys for a long, long time. And, and specifically, Wasage from Kia, Kia, Kia have been hanging out with you guys forever. But the whole Katrubus Auto Group, it's it's a big deal. The good old days when we had Damian Lillard come by our remotes. How about that, <laughs> right? That, you couldn't even imagine that now. And, and I go back with uh, with you two when uh, you guys were across the street. Can I say, uh, not that the, the, the old facility didn't have its charms, but uh, you guys... You upgraded a little bit. Yeah, it's like a Taj Mahal, and this building's still 20 years old. It's so nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And and you guys are the best in the biz when it comes to customer service, and we appreciate you uh, having us out. I, I was telling you off the air, this is my first remote in over two months, and I'm glad it's right here. I'm happy you're here. And like I said, we got the best view in the house today. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> yes, just gorgeous. It uh, yeah, I brought... I brought the sunglasses. I'm prepared. I'm ready. Uh, thanks, Brandon. You're the man. You're absolutely welcome. Thank uh, you, guys. All right. It's the big weekend tent sale event, the Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale. Two locations, 770 West Riverdale Road here in Ogden or 1234 North Main in Layton going on today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday. Take advantage of it. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with soffit fascia and rain gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. Broadcasting live today from Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. Just one of the two locations for the Katrubus Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale going on today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday. 0% APR for 72 months plus 6 months of no payments. You've got to take advantage of it. They have over 600 cars at these two locations, new and used. Uh, one ready for you. Gordon, uh, big story going out there locally uh, in the BYU basketball world. Uh, former Georgetown player Mac McClung which I love that name, by the way, Mac McClung, uh, who is transferring, released his uh, final seven teams he was considering. And among them, Gordon, the BYU Cougars. Add to that that Kyle Collinsworth, the former uh, Coug, tweeted out, said, yo, Donovan Mitchell, let's get Mac McClung to the great state of Utah playing for BYU basketball. Donovan retweeted that, Gordon, and said, wouldn't mind seeing him in Provo. And tap Mac McClung there, too. But uh, what do you think about BYU in the market for these big-time transfers? Mark Pope, man, and his staff. Those guys are, are lifting the profile of the program. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know to what else you would attribute it. Uh, well, do you want me to just grossly speculate, or, or do you want me to give you an answer? 
No, I wasn't really expecting an answer because I didn't think you had one. Uh, I don't. But uh, let's can... just go with Pope's charisma. How about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's a good place to uh, to look. And uh, I mean, what else would it be? Well, I, no. In all honesty, and he's got a, his staff. He's got a good staff there. Um, I, I think they're probably being more aggressive with transfers than they had in the past. I don't know. If they've gotten some flexibility on the academic side, I, I kind of wonder about that, that, that maybe Pope is able to pull some strings that didn't used to happen. I, I honestly don't know uh, Mac McClung's grades situation or anything like that, but <laughs> I know in the past that academics have gotten in the way of transfers, and particularly grad transfers, which he's not. But um, I'm not sure, Gordon, but doesn't that surprise you a little bit? I mean, they land the hottest transfer in the country at the time a couple of weeks ago, and now here's another one. Is Booth Gotch next? (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Um, If that happens, uh, what what do you think uh, will be the words that will be spoken in Larry Kraskoviak's office? I don't know, but I bet you Pope (laughs) is trying to land him for just that reason. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I, I think Mark Pope went in there. He, uh, he he took a program that was uh, a, a pretty decent program, if not spectacular, and uh, had a fantastic first year and got the attention of, uh, of, of players around the country as being a guy who, who knows how to uh, get the most out of his players and to, to build up individual players and, and have them play to a certain standard. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from here because he really hasn't won anything yet. But that first season was an awfully good start. And that's probably part of the answer to our question here is he lost so many players off of that team. I'm sure he's selling playing time to these transfers big time, right? Yeah, you can you can transfer here and play all game every game. You'll be the center of attention. You know, you'll you'll but you can do that. You can you can do that a lot of places. But uh, with, with a winning program like what Pope is uh, furthering in Provo, uh, maybe that's extra attractive. Yeah, but you look at these other programs, Gordon. I mean, is is? Let me see if I can pull up the list. But there, I mean, he's all the programs he's considering are winning programs. Uh, let's see. In his final seven: Texas Tech, Auburn, Memphis, USC, Arkansas, and Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Those all have probably as good, if not better, winning traditions as BYU has recently. Maybe not Memphis. Maybe not USC. I mean, Arkansas has a national title in the last 25 years. Texas Tech was just in the championship game, right? Auburn, did Auburn win the SEC this year? If they didn't, they were darn close, right? Well, I, yeah. I, I think it, uh, the personality of a coach and his uh, enthusiasm, his ability to relate to players – uh, speaks loudly with these kids. And I don't know if he's going to land this particular recruit, but if he if he has if there's college basketball this year and he follows up last season with a very strong effort in this year where we looked at the the, the cupboard there and like you talked about seven seniors leave the program and he turns around and has another strong season this year. BYU is going to have to scrounge up a lot of money to keep this guy. 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you probably heard the same rumors I did that there would be some interest in him this year. Now, I don't know if that's still the case, you know, with things kind of on hold. And outside of Rick Pitino, it doesn't seem like anybody's really taking or leaving jobs right now, right? So, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the market for him is after next year. I mean, does BYU have another great year? Then, yeah, I'm sure. But what if uh, what if it's not so great? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, he just had all those seniors. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's more than just that. Mark Pope had a better year last year than I expected, and I think he's caught the attention of some of these uh, some of these transfers, and they they want to go somewhere where they can make a difference. First of all, they're transferring for a reason, right? Right. And if you're going to transfer somewhere where you can have a nurturing environment, where you can have a coach that champions you. Uh, I I think Mark Pope is finding a way to to get these guys' ears. And we'll see if he can add another piece to this. All right, we want to remind you about uh, our good friends Tom uh, and Race and the gang down at the warehouse. Join Hans and Scotty coming up tomorrow from 10 to 2 at the location in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low. It will blow your mind. Coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. I am live from Wasatch Front Kia Kia Kia, 770 West Riverdale Road, right up here in Ogden. One of two locations for this weekend's Katrubus Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Event. Zero percent interest for 72 months. Six months of no payments as well. It's uh, up here at this location at Wasatch Front Kia or at 1234 North Main in Layton. Take advantage of it more. Big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live today. From Wasatch Front, Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden. One of two locations for the Katrubus Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale event this weekend today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday, both here and in Layton, 1234 North Main. It is time for the Not Sports Report. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to San Jose, California. Do you know the way? To San Jose? Mm. Yes, Mm -hmm. I do. Little Burt Bacharach I mean, joke for you there, buddy. <laughs> Jake, I don't know how many people your age would be able to quote Burt Bacharach. Gordon, I was just going to say the only person I know under the age of forty, I think, <laughs> that would that if I ever had a Burt Bacharach lifeline, I'd put Jake. <laughs> it's it's really rather, it's rather impressive. Uh, it I really is. That. I'll take that as a compliment from you both. Okay. okay. I mean, Jake, what, <laughs> give us your age. Uh, how old am I? I think I'm 38. Are you 38? I thought you were 40. Wait, 38? Nope. nope, not quite 40. 38. Jake is 38 going on 68. True. But I appreciate but, uh, a good I, Burt Bacharach tune. I do mean that as a compliment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he says over his chamomile tea and prune juice. <laughs> exactly. All right. Have you ever wanted to be another person, Jake? Other than Burt Bacharach? No. <laughs> Austin, is there a person you'd, you'd like to be? Oh, every day of my life, yeah. 
<laughs> Who's the latest? Uh, today, it's probably uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, he's riding high today. Why is that? You've seen how the, the sales and, and the reports uh, and the returns, right? Uh, and he's okay. fine. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> today, I, I w- kind of wish I was Lindsey Tucker. Oh, that was okay. yesterday for me. Uh, Lindsey Tucker, who is a 25-year-old skincare consultant. Why would I want to be Lindsey Tucker? Well, I'm, I'm torn on it. On the one hand, I think it would be really kind of annoying. But on the other hand, I think it would be kind of fascinating. Lindsey Tucker is nobody's celebrity. She's just a, a regular old skincare consultant. But she lives in San Jose, California. And she has been getting all kinds of phone calls and texts, interesting communications from people she has no clue who they are. Um, one woman uh, called her uh, volunteering to go into space with SpaceX. Another person sent a blueprint for a bionic limb, which, uh, quote, which is, number one, really cool, Tucker said, but I have no idea how it's built. But the person who does know how it might be built is one Elon Musk. And as it turns out, Lindsay Tucker has her cell phone used to be registered to Musk. I wonder how often that happens when people switch yeah. numbers and they re-give out the other one. I mean, have you ever had that where you texted somebody they haven't texted in a while and it comes back uh, someone else? That's happened to me before, yes. for sure. And I've worried about that because sometimes these are people who you might be confiding in or whatever, and you send them a text that you wouldn't send necessarily just anybody. And it, it is anybody. It's somebody else, not who you intended it for. And that's, I mean, I've thought about that. Here she is getting all these texts and phone calls for Elon Musk. And she's a skincare specialist. Wow. Would you would you change your number if you were her? Oh, it depends. I mean, if I was getting 10 calls a day, I think that might get old in a hurry. But if you get an occasional call with someone who has <laughs> somebody has an idea for an artificial limb of some sort or, or someone talking about wanting to go into space, I think it might be kind of interesting, actually. We, we, had, a, uh, we had a person in our family text group for about a year that was not a member of our family. Someone had mistyped the number, uh-huh. and and we started a new thread, but everyone kept replying to the old thread, and finally the person that had enough said, please, I beg of you, let me out of this thing. Stop <laughs> texting me, please. I don't know any of you. Oh, that's funny. She says here in this story, she says that she intends to keep the number, uh, however, she says her ability to respond to all the Musk calls and texts changes by the day. To those who think it is Musk ignoring uh, their calls and texts, Tucker has a message. She says, I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't respond if I'm having a rough day. <laughs> so if you didn't get a response, it's probably me, not him, she said. Don't feel too let down. Well, that's nice of her, I suppose. Yeah. I, 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 if you had, if you, what would happen if you had like Brad Pitt's old phone number? I, could, I, I could think of people I'd rather have. I would ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> Whose number would you like to have? 
I don't know. Like who, whoever is president of the United States at the time, right? When do you, you think that would some, be pretty interesting to you? get some like national secrets or whatever text your way? That'd be pretty uh, fascinating. You might get some threats too. Or how about uh, you know Warren Buffett, where you're getting stock tips or something? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Inside info. That sounds like something Austin would say. Always looking. That sounds for like the something angle. you would say. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, Gordon I, would rather have Jimmy Buffett's number. Would Would you feel Would you feel a connection to the person? Would you feel some kinship there? It's like buying a car. Have you ever bought a car from an ex celebrity or a celebrity? A car no. that used to belong to somebody it happens else. Happens on no. Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I have a friend who bought. I can't uh, remember. Of course. Who knows. No, no, he, caddy. He bought some uh, some celebrity's car, and and he I I swear he thought he was. Uh, he was connect, had a connected persona or something. It, it made him feel better. Because, and I forget who it was, but it was some real popular uh, showbiz celebrity. But That's uh, weird. Anyway. That's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, All right. that's strange. That you? car salesman got one over on him. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, absolutely Should have uh, gone uh, to Wasatch for a Kia, <laughs> yeah, where, they, where they're honest. absolutely a lie. <laughs> What if you had uh, what if you had George Clooney's phone, old phone, cell phone, and you have uh, all these various celebrities calling you all the time, and you're saying hi, how are you, you know? Or no, I've, I've got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, George. You don't sound like yourself. I've been one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Can we live. hear that. Wait, wait, wait. I need to hear that now. You can't make that reference without playing it. Come on. All our listeners. You don't really sound like a Debbie. Well, I've been one for a long time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're live here at Wasatch Front Kia Kia Kia. It's the Katrubus Automotive Team Memorial Stimulus Tent Sale. It's going on today, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, and Memorial Day as well. Absolute best time to get yourself a new or used car. 0% interest for up to 72 months. Uh, the No payments for the first six months. They have over 600 cars, so they've got something for you. And now is the time to get yourself into a new or used vehicle, courtesy of the Katrubus Automotive Team and their big-time event this weekend. 770 West Riverdale Road here in Ogden. The other location is in Layton, 1234 North Main. So there's one close to you. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.